0: We will all be together soon. There will be a moment for us. For now, tell the world we are
1: Liverpool. Champions of England.
2: I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation, bro. people's
1: lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> <laughs> it's an
3: absolute disgrace.
0: I refuse to answer that question. Take
3: those as a yes then. Take it whatever you want.
1: I don't understand that. Politics, coronavirus, why me? I wear a base cap and uh, I have a bad shave.
3: Hello comrades and you're very welcome to this, well, uh, pretty seminal Thursday night football spin because 30 years after their last title, Liverpool Football Club. Are the champions of England again? Nas Chowdhury is here. We'll get to him in a moment. But Dion, first of all, I mean, this day has been coming for a long time. No, it has been.
2: It has been coming for a long time. It's uh, it's an exceptional, um, exceptional season for Liverpool an exceptional story. And I think when. Uh, um when people look back on how this is done and they look back over the last 30 years and we might get into that in a bit, but when they look back over it, um and when they actually then put into when it, it when they when it, you you then begin to appreciate what Jurgen Klopp has done because uh it it is it is um like people talk about the history of Liverpool and they talk about what it means and all that kind of stuff and actually uh, you know, it it is one of the reasons why Liverpool is kind of a polarizing club because it believes so much that it has a history that makes it special and makes it unique. When it you know it is a, f- a football club with history like so many other football clubs with history, but there is something self fulfilling and self perpetuating about that belief that there is something spe- something special, um, and it for mo- so many people it has proved to be. Too much and I think Jamie Carriger was 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 who said you know he's seen you know, the, the people he saw walk into the walk into Anfield as Liverpool managers weren't the same people he saw walk out as a Liverpool manager or as a former Liverpool manager, and the club has weighed people down with that expectation not just of winning the league title but because the managers were expected to be something to be the next shankley especially that 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 Kind of huge weight that was sort of handed on to them that they would would do what Shankly did and all that all that was associated with that and Klopp has done it all effortlessly and he hasn't done and he hasn't he hasn't play he hasn't sort of tried to uh, he's he's dealt with the history by just by just leaving it as the history and that is the thing like you look you know it, it isn't some sort of attempt to 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 recapture it. It's just, it is there. And he he is, he is so from, from the first day he arrived, that sense he transmitted of his own. It's not from the first day he arrived. His story in management is a story of somebody who has transmitted a sense of intelligence and self-confidence in everything he does and to everybody he works with and manages. And you know, if you contract, like, I think it's very important if you go right back to the first day, he uh, he he came in at Liverpool. And you remember, like, that was a club. Everyone was talking, people were talking about transfer committees. And uh, like, this is a club that has done so many things wrong that it is possible to believe that everything it was doing was wrong. It like, is a club that appointed joint managers. You know, this is a two managers in the modern era, not in the, in the, in the 19th century, but in the 1990s, they had two managers because they didn't know what to do. They were so paralysed by doubt that they had two managers. Um, and so Klopp came into a club that looked like it was very possible that it would just keep committing and keep making the same mistakes over and over again, different versions of them. And you, something like the transfer committee at that time, which was seen as uh, this big issue, you know, Brendan Rogers versus the transfer committee, this is one of the big problems. And it's just a very small example of Klopp came in on his very first day and said, I have no problem with that. I have no problem. I can work with these people. And he is so, because in a world full of very insecure people and people who are desperately trying to establish themselves and, and carve out their little their turf and their patch and say, this is, what, this is what I have done and this is what I have achieved. He is somebody who has such confidence in what he can do that he's very prepared and happy to give it away to say that's you you're responsible for that you can take the credit for that and all that has transmitted into liverpool and extraordinarily transmitted into a club and a team that is running away with a title i don't think anybody or has run away with the title and has won the title i don't think anybody believed that when liverpool finally won the title it wouldn't be it would be uh you know epically and with huge were overwrought and, and agonising and tense and uh, and when the, when they went so close last season, I think people thought, well, that's it. Like this is Liverpool. This is this is a, this is the latest story in a in a kind of latest chapter in a Liverpool story of um, trying, you know, of of just going too close. And they they this will this will be just another bit of the history that weighs them down. And instead, they did what they did this season. So um i think it's it's a re- remarkable team he he's built and it's uh and it's almost it almost allows you to forget that it's been 30 years it almost allows you to forget that uh this has been this cuz it's just been inevitable like and so it kind of when people talk about oh it, it's you know that it's 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 diminished because of you know lockdown or coronavirus or all these things it's It's just, there's been an inevitability about it. That is, and if you go back to when they won it in 1990, there was a kind of, there was a different type of inevitability about it then. Liverpool were just winning titles and they've done this, they've won this one their first in 30 years, with that sense that they are actually a team that is always winning titles.
3: Nas, you are a Manchester United fan and I am an Everton fan, Um, but it is fair to say, Nas, that the football community at large tonight are very pleased for liverpool fans um because they deserve this because the team is so exceptionally good It's a fabulous football team with a brilliant manager
0: um your thoughts um well i mean i suppose obviously i'm i'm not happy because I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm a united fan and and as much as this was coming as as much as this was inevitable, like just seeing on my screen liverpool our premier league champions it's it, it it hurts me more than it's embarrassing how much it hurts me like as, as as a grown adult who knows everything else that's going on in the world um but as like like in in some in in some ways it's it's kind of uh it's kind of fitting that um we're discussing this in a podcast uh in an audio format because um i i remember when united won the league for the first time in 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 in, in a lifetime um and i i um experienced that over the radio um and it was it was a point in time and and a feeling that um i'll never experience again and for a lot of Liverpool fans, um, they'll be going through something similar. Um, I, I I remember, I remember listening to it. I remember celebrating with my sister, who who, who was a big reason why I got into football because she was a United fan as well. Um, I I remember we had the champions coming on the radio and and crying. I remember simply the best coming on. And and listening to it on Piccadilly Gold. Um, I I remember the I remember the sounds of like horns of cars going past and people cheering and people singing. Um it was i it, it, it was it was a culmination of something that you felt was never meant to happen or was never gonna happen because you wanted it so much and and it, it for so long it seemed as if you were the best club in the country and yet it couldn't it just didn't happen for you. Um, and then it did, and, and and that eruption of feeling within you, like it, un- it, it's something you'll never forget, and and it's something that now, like Liverpool fans now, they are live tonight, they are living through history, like Liverpool fans now, what they're experiencing now will not happen again for for decades, maybe longer, like like as in this first time, and and this is this is different from winning a Champions League. This is different from winning whatever, because this is the league. This 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 is this means over a season you are the best team, um, and that's what, like to me it hurts more. Like it, I never enjoyed Liverpool winning anything. Never enjoyed Liverpool winning the Champions League, but I could live with that. Um, and the ho- the whole thing that the thing that makes it more difficult for me, as somebody who is programmed to want Liverpool to fail, is that. When when City have won it, I can live with it. I can I can I can make excuses in my head. They've they've bought even though it's it's a massive uh, accomplishment for them. They've bought it. Um, they they basically signed all the best players. That's why they've won it. That's why they fast tracked it. That's the reason why they are better than United. Like as much as it's been inevitable over the last um, year or or maybe eighteen months that. That Liverpool were inevitably going to win the league, if not this season, then then, then very soon. Um, you look at it over the five-year period. You look at it when Klopp came in; it was incredibly unlikely. Like just like Dion says, there were so many things that was go- that were going wrong at Liverpool and continued to go wrong. And it's they they have done it from like like they were behind United. And what they've done, what Klopp has done in particular, is they have overtaken United. They have overtaken everyone, and they've they've had less money. They 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 started from a from a from a lower level in terms of the players they had, the the resources they had, the quality they had. And there's no excuse. There's nothing you can sort of point at and think, well, it's because of that, or it's not fair because it's that, or they had this over us, or this they, they had this over us. It's been it's done purely out of just being better. Just being better, being smarter, everyone in the club just just thinking in, in a way that's more innovative and and just more brilliant than everyone else, and and that's that's kind of what makes it tougher because because there's there's no there's nothing you can blame and, and 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 as much the thing is the the rivalry with Liverpool will always be greater than the rivalry with City because. There is there is a greater when I say hatred I'm talking about a football hatred rather than a real life hatred. There's there's a there's a there's a there's a greater hatred towards Liverpool than the, than it is towards City, but conversely there's there's like a strange like greater respect for Liverpool than there is with City. No disrespect to City because they're a great club, but it's 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 magnified with Liverpool and and like now. Like as as much as like I I'd love to put on a pantomime of like oh I'm really good or like I, as much as I'd sort of like like to sort of act as if I'm not asked like it, it genuinely hurts me to see that it's happened and that's because of what Manchester United mean to me but also uh, that symbiotic relationship with Liverpool and what how I I define United success in a lot of ways uh, compared to Liverpool and. And, and now, like, like Liverpool are Premier League champions, like, it's, uh, I'm looking at it now on the screen and it's just, it's just, uh, it hurts a little bit. I, I think what
2: Nas says there is one of the things very interesting, like, in 2002, Liverpool came second in the Premier League, uh, and that summer they could have bought, Nicholas Nelka was on loan at the club, um, and... Damien Duff, who was flying at the time at Blackburn, was linked with them, and they could have bought those two players. Instead, they bought uh, El Hajj Juff and Bruno Sheru. Um, And a year later, Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea and changed English football in a way that seemed to ensure that Liverpool, unless they were taken over by uh, somebody like that, or, you know, or, or, uh, or Sheikh Mansour or whatever would would never would ever never ever be able to compete again. So for them to actually win the league because Chelsea beat Manchester City in, at Stamford Bridge is kind of fitting in a strange way because what one of the things they have done and why those two things that what happened in two thousand and two and what happened in two thousand and three are so important is one of the th- things that Klopp has done and that FSG have done is they've been able to bridge that. They have still spent money. But one of the great things, one of the really smart things they've done, and again it comes back to the, that first press conference, is that they have shown incredible. Uh, it's not so much, you know, people told. It's not so much the players, the, the players that got away that they that they were always. Liverpool players, Liverpool could list the players they didn't sign over the years and say, if we got him, if we got him, Ronaldo nearly joined Liverpool, this kind of stuff. But actually they you know, they were the ones that got away. But actually it was the ones that didn't get away that caused more problems. The ones they actually ended up with Bruno Sheru, El Hajj Joff, uh, you know, the list goes on, um, uh, Alberto Aquilani, all these players, all these players that Liverpool signed. And one of the great things Klopp has done is he, he showed incredible patience and uh, a, again, a sense and I think again it comes from that sense of um, sort of self, sort of lack of insecurity, that sort of self-worth that he was, you know, when when they didn't sign Virgil van Dijk initially, people were saying, sign Johnny Evans, get a defender in, get somebody in. If you can't get your first choice, get your third choice, get your fifth choice. And he waited for Virgil van Dijk. And when, you know, when the uh, Mignolet and Carriott were the goalkeepers, people were saying, sign Jordan Pickford, do something. And he waited and waited, and maybe he waited too long, but he waited and waited and then s- signed Allison. And that's the thing that, again, it all, like there are an awful lot of people responsible it, and FSG have spent money and those things have all happened. But that sense of, again, trust in, in what they are doing and a, a refusal to panic, a real refusal to panic, which, when you're in, when you're managing a club like Liverpool, when you're dealing with all the demands and the insistence that you know this, you know all the stuff that has become uh, the parodies. You know this is this will be our this is our year. All those kind of things, all that desperate hope. Like you know, last summer Liverpool we talked about last summer Liverpool fans were up in arms because they hadn't signed anybody. Like it's very hard stuff to give up. Like this sense of you know that somehow this will this will this will be brought down this will this is this is going to come off come come tumbling down, and Klopp has always held his nerve, um, and you see it kind of rewarded uh, this evening.
3: The, um, the the no, it's just on the like you mentioned sort of the and we've all mentioned the sort of the inevitability of this, but there is a sort of a. There was a kind of a crossroads at the end of last season because when you come so close to winning your first title for twenty nine years, you've had this incredible season where you've only lost once. And you've everybody said like this is one of the greatest football teams that has ever played in the English league, and yet you still don't. You're still not champions. Like there is a moment there where it could go a different way, but as this, as the summer turned into the into the new season, very quickly Liverpool hit their stride and like and i can't remember a time like last season it was such a a yo-yo season like liverpool looked to have it in the bag then city looked to have it in the bag and over and back and over and back and really this season has been largely like pretty straightforward for liverpool um why is why is that well, i think uh,
0: when when united were at their best again going back to united because that's that, that's what i know um they developed a an aura about the about the team and about the club and and that aura like it, it, i don't think i don't think at the time you really appreciated what what it would mean for Charles Ferguson to retire because because i know david moyes sort of came in and and that w- and then it all went sort of drastically wrong with that but um the the aura disappeared the aura of manchester united disappeared when Charles Ferguson sort of uh left and um and suddenly teams 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 that, that were that, that had that had decided they were gonna lose before they'd played us and and that's how that, that's the mentality that they came to Old Trafford with um suddenly came to Old Trafford thinking this is Manchester United, we can come here and win, we can make a we can we can ha, we can have a great day, make the headlines tomorrow Break, break the sort of um record of not having won against United in in twenty years or fifteen years, and they and they often did. It, it 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 went from becoming an ominous thing to becoming a massive opportunity to sort of beat United. And what what Liverpool have developed over over two years now is is that aura. They've got that aura of like they are going to beat you, and and not only are they going to beat you, but if if they fall behind or you. Or you antagonise them with a goal, they're going to find a way to beat you again. They're they're going to come back. They are inevitably going to win, and and it, it's happened again and again and and especially especially in in the in the sort of modern sort of social media era, um, people like to sort of almost turn football into a science, uh, and there's people who make it very mathematical and and sort of uh, treat it as a as if it's an academic pursuit, whereas what... And and, and and part of that is trying to sort of decide that, oh, if Liverpool leave, lose, lose this particular player, then then, then, then they're going to struggle or they're going to crumble. If, if Liverpool's full-backs are injured, they're fucked. Uh, Firmino, Firmino's so important to this team. if he If he's out injured, they're in real trouble. Like, logically, all of that seems to be true. But then that is that is negating this this sense this aura and this belief that the players have got, and and that that overrides any logic. And again, like like it was it was with United. Like United used we used to talk about United having the the red wave towards the end of games where where all logic all tactics went out of the window and and you just knew United were going to score. You knew United were going to eventually sort of uh, pound down the door. And that's what Liverpool have got now. Liverpool have got that belief that defies logic, that that defies anything that you believe about tactics or anything. They're going to find a way to win. And and Klopp deserves all the credit for that because all these players, like in hindsight, Mane's a great signing. In hindsight, Mo Salah's a great signing. In hindsight, Van Dijk's a great signing. Alisson's a great signing. Robertson's a great signing. Like all these players, like at the time, um, a lot of them weren't seen as being particularly great signings, or 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 were seen as being sort of oh Liverpool are overpaying for him, and or, or 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 he or that's a lot of money for that person. But he he with with it goes back to the thing with few resources, he's forged a team in his in his own vision that is just together, just better, and like play, players can get injured, important players can sort of uh, go out, and then players like Milner. Milner comes in and just does an amazing job, and has got that belief and determination, and and they find a way, and that's that's what wins you league. That's what wins you leagues. That's what wins you um, titles. It's finding a way, and and that's that's what Liverpool do better than anyone now. And 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 the thing about the thing about it's inevitable. Liverpool, won, we're going to win the league this season, and and there's so many points ahead. I think it. I think it almost. It's a little bit unfair on them in a strange way because. It, it doesn't really do justice to how good Manchester City are. Like this, this is this should be last season, and this this season should be um, Agassiz versus Sampras. It should be it, it, it should it should be Steve Davis. It it, 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 should, it should it should it should it should be, it should be a, one of these great rivalries that sort of like the edging ahead of each other. But Liverpool have been so good that they have they have they have absolutely demolished a team that is fucking brilliant. It's it's not as if Liverpool have won it and, uh, and the sort of competition was shit. City are fucking amazing. Like, City are... Uh, like it, it, the, the massive lead does not do justice to how good this City team are. Like, City are a Ro- Royals-Royce team and they could easily win the Champions League and Liverpool have just swatted them to a side. And, See, and think- that's a sensational...
2: Well, I think that's that. I, there's something in that too about what uh, Liverpool are doing, because you know a lot of the talk around this has been, uh, "Oh, what will happen now? Can Liverpool build a dynasty? The dynasty has already been started, because Liverpool are, won the European Cup last year. Liverpool got the European Cup final the year before. They came. They were a point behind Manchester City." Last season, like what Nas is saying, is right. But like that, last season was the season where we saw these two teams uh, going toe to toe; these two great teams, and maybe we'll see it happen again. But already, there is you know there's a European Cup and a league title. Like it's already beginning, and I think what I think the similarities between what's happening now and what happened with Alex Ferguson. Uh, at Manchester United are pretty big because, like, I remember when, when when I remember when Liverpool beat United at Anfield to stop them winning the league in '92, and Liverpool fans were celebrating. It was like 25 years since United had won the title. Where, you know this was the, this they were going to end their 25 years waiting, and the every the, the idea then was if they weren't if they didn't win it this year, they were never going to win it. That was the kind of feeling that uh, they couldn't do it then. And instead, Ferguson's United just came out the next season and won it by, I don't know, eight or nine, ten points, whatever they did. You know, they they just went out and won. And, okay, there were moments in that season, like Steve Bruce scoring uh, on Easter Easter Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday when, when things turned around. But they just went out and did it, and they seemed to be able to just shake off the pressures of that history, and if you look at like that sense, in, and it's happened, you know, when when Nas talks about how what things, how things changed at at, at Old Trafford at post Ferguson, like Klopp has done that in reverse. If you go back, and it was referenced again this week, like that game, or in his first season against Crystal Palace, when. Uh, they were losing 2-1 with 8 minutes to go and Klopp set you know and it, the the fans started kind of streaming out of the stadium and and leaving and there was a resignation there was a fatalism there was an anxiety and a fatalism that was the sort of a lot of liverpool and it transmitted itself into everything and if you know if the thing the thing alex ferguson had to had to tackle when he took over at manchester united was the drinking culture this was what Klopp had to tackle. This was what he explicitly took on. Because if you remember he, that game, he came out afterwards and he said, I've never felt, I've never, I felt pretty, I felt pretty alone at that moment. And he said this really important thing. Uh, we decide when it is over. We decide when it is over. Between 82 and 94 minutes, you can score eight goals if you want. And that was, that was revolutionary. In the context of where Liverpool were for so long, like this, this we are not going. You, you are going to play your part. You are not going to transmit this anxiety and fatalism. Uh, and when they got a draw, wasn't it when they got a draw? They against West Brom a couple of weeks later, and they were mocked because Klopp brought all the players down uh, to celebrate in front of the cop, and uh, they came from behind to get the draw. And but this was. This was Klopp taking on what he was identifying as one of the root problems, uh, in 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 the, in the stadium, and he is somebody who believes in in the sense of lots of people don't in football. Lots of people, and I think there are people in football within football who have probably dismissed, been dismissive of Klopp because they see him as somebody who kind of tries to harness things like the supporters and. Bring those elements into into the team, whereas other managers would feel that it is, uh, you know, entirely based on you know there is nothing it is a, it is a pure football is a pure game that only matters what the players do. You can ignore everything else. Klopp is always going to felt that there is there are other factors at play, um, and he brought that he brought he harness that for them, and and now they are that team that uh, believes they can score you know, like the, the number of late goals they scored. And I find, I think, th- like that is one of the great things. Like Liverpool, w- one of the things that defined Liverpool for many of those 30 years was they were a team that if you needed them to score a goal in the final minutes, you could be absolutely certain that they wouldn't do it. You know, that was one of the things that defined Liverpool. And it's like these this team is just, it's 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 as far away from that as you could imagine.
3: Um, Jurgen Klopp is on is on TV at the moment, been interviewed and in a in his Liverpool jersey and and crying and um, obviously the emotion of the occasion and that sense of history as well after thirty years um and what he and his team have achieved and and like Nas like when you think about Ferguson like and how opposing fans would would view Ferguson and the kind of the personality he had frequently was just like it was a sense of like. Um, yes, respect, but like a lot of <laughs> hatred at how good he was, and and the personality that he was, and how he how good he made Manchester United. But Klopp, there is it's, 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 the the thing about Klopp is that at the heart of Klopp, there's this incredible likability, and a lot of opposing fans like do like Jurgen Klopp. What he has to say, whether it's talking about football or social matters, he's a very human manager.
0: Um, I think, I think when when Klopp first uh, turned up at Liverpool, um, you're programmed and you're and everything sort of in the recent history tells you that this is going to be another failure. Uh, this is going to be another false dawn, and and that's how it felt at the beginning because like any time he'd he'd sort of like uh have like this bullish persona. Uh, every single time like he he'd have his histrionics on the sidelines it would feel fake and it and it, and and it would feel performative um and so like so much of liverpool sort of uh, previous to that th- there was there was a feeling that it was a false dawn it was fake it was all it was sandcastles that would be washed away and and that's how it felt with him and and in a way it felt like he was the, he was he was a perfect manager for liverpool because he was just as deluded as them he was he was just as um he was he, he he was he was so happy to wrap himself in the whole like mythology of liverpool um and 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 it and it felt hilarious like as in they the, the finally all these all these sort of Liverpool forums and Liverpool-isms of like writing massive fucking Shakespearean sort of poems and stuff about about the mythology of the club and why it means more there like like it, it was it was laughable and it, and it felt like this this is a manager who totally buys into that and that's why it's going to be even even more hilarious when they fail because he's he he, he he's he's you see yeah i I know what you're
2: saying. I don't know if yeah. he ever bought into it in the sense that you felt he was his personality has never altered. You always knew who he was through it all whereas there's other managers you could look at who would have bought into it in a way and uh um and kind of tried to give a almost self conscious nod to it whereas I know what you're saying about cop, but I don't mm-hmm. think he ever
0: yeah but, yeah, but 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 from from a United fans point of view, that's how it felt, like it, it totally felt like that, and like we, and like we'd laugh, like like it it just seemed a perfect match, and and that do you know that whole thing about sort of like what's the saying like you, you get the government you deserve like it felt as if Liverpool had the manager they deserved, but then, but then 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 over time you realised that what what he was, what he was actually doing was creating a real bond with the fans. And this thing this thing that had sort of killed so many Liverpool fan um Liverpool um managers before him and sort of had made them crumble under the under the pressure because Liverpool are so demanding and Liverpool fans have got such high standards. Um he he embraced that. He he harnessed that he harnessed that energy. Um and even to the extent that he'd get angry at liverpool fans like there was wasn't there wasn't there a moment where like he was telling them to sort of, sort of uh, don't don't leave games at the end and he and he was almost like fucking start cheering like like mid game like he 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 was doing all that and, and like i think now looking back you kind of think well actually uh they did they did get the manager they deserved and they, in in the sense that they got the perfect manager for them, like like, like I can't think of any other manager who could have done it, and uh, uh, the way that that Klopp has done it, and that that includes Pep Guardiola, who's who's the, who's the sort of the other great manager of this era. In 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 that like, um, Pep Guardiola is very controlled, very sort of uh, intense, but in a very sort of uh, internalized way. Whereas, whereas I think Liverpool needed someone like uh, Klopp, who's who's very large in life, very extrovert, and 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 that's that's essentially why it's worked. So so so, so and, and all this thing about sort of oh wrapped up in like the, the Liverpool mythology, like it's come true. It's it, it's like the fable that's come true. And- See, I,
2: yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's. It's. But I also think he was somebody. Like you needed, a, you need a personality, and you need a person. This is why I think again the Ferguson thing. Ferguson, you look at Howard Wilkinson when he took over at Leeds. He did this very uh, deliberate thing where he took down all the pictures of the like Don Ravi Leeds team, and it was like we're going to do it our way. And like Leeds won a First Division championship, but it, it, you know it, it, Howard Wilkinson wasn't. Uh, you know, wasn't the manager to kind of make Leeds a, a great club again. Um, Alex Ferguson, when he took over at Manchester United, was totally relaxed to have Matt Busby around, totally relaxed in the company of Busby and acknowledged the history and how he was, you know, he owed so much to Busby and uh, not just as a Manchester United manager, but as a Scottish manager and all that stuff. Um, but again, it never once deflected him from how he was going to do it. It wasn't like, and this is the problem Liverpool have had. It's been like, oh, do we need the boot room back? Should we get the boot room back? Should somebody put the boot room in again? Or do we need, uh, you know, Oligon or Salsker? Let's get back to the cliff. Let's go and train up at the cliff. All this sort of stuff, which is, nostalgia is a, cr- cripples you. Nostalgia cripples you in life, in politics, in in sport. It's It cripples you. And the best people understand that and they understand the difference between <laughs> learning from history and being paralysed by it. And Klopp was able to look at all this, take it all in, and yet understand at all times what he wanted to do. And I think because of all that history that noz talks about, I think that it, it, you do require somebody exceptional because it is it is, it is overwrought. It is ridiculous. It is <clears throat> it is uh, an insane level of self reverence that Liverpool has for its own story like i remember being at in in istanbul in 2005 before the champions league final and there was a man uh in the crowd liverpool fan and he had a scarf and he had told his story he told me the story that he he'd been in rome at the airport in rome in 1977 the morning after liverpool won the european cup final and Bill Shankly, who wasn't manager then, was sitting in the departure land, wait, waiting to get a plane home, and uh, he went up to Shankly and asked him for his autograph. And Shankly didn't have a pen, so couldn't give him an autograph. So instead, he gave him this scarf. And this guy was it. It was in the Ataturk Stadium in two thousand and five, holding this scarf and showing it to people and telling people this story and saying, "This is Bill Shankly's scarf." And kind of people were kind of touching it the way they would touch like pat you know you know catholics would like touch Padre padre pio's glove like you know this is some healing power in this and it was like it was imp- impressive and it was like you know it, having that reverence for history is better than not knowing anything about your history but at the same time it's 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 too much and you can get too weighed down by all this and there has been no bigger part of Liverpool's history like in the league title and this is the one thing that you know this is the one area of pressure that was is kind of different to Manchester United because Liverpool's like Liverpool's dominance in the in the 70s and 80s was was based around this idea of the league title so like Nas is right like when Liverpool were winning European Cups It could be dismissed, not just because of what the league means, but because what Liverpool had always insisted that the league meant. Liverpool, like the the league was the thing that Liverpool in those years just focused on relentlessly. And they won European Cups too, but the league was the thing. They they went out every year and just won again. And they won it whether they were playing to the same standards as the year before or, or whether they weren't. They still won it. And then in the summer... You know that the Ronnie Moran would come around they didn't even care they just knew you know come around and just throw the medals around there, there's your winners medal like it was that commonplace this was just what you did your job was winning the league and that became part of the mythology too so not winning the league for Liverpool was this great betrayal of this the, of the of the mythology or if you like the history so that's why it was always none of the other no European Cup could really match it, because of all that. And I do like I think I think it can really. Uh, you can't really overstate what Klopp has done to kind of because they haven't. You know they've spent an awful lot of money, but they haven't been in the position. They they're competing with with, with 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 Manchester City, who can can outspend them whenever they want, uh, or they could anyway. And like it's so what so what he has done is 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 incredible.
3: All right, lads, we're nearly at time. Uh Dion, any final thoughts?
2: Um it's funny, I was just struck by what Noz said at the beginning about, you know, celebrating the when when United won in ninety three with the with his sister. And I think for lots of people, um and it is it is strange and it's probably even more profound. Like the thing about it being in lockdown and being in Corona at this time, it isn't that it diminishes. It actually makes every kind of, as everyone has kind of experienced in real ways as well, it makes every emotion uh, more pronounced. And I think there'll be a lot of people, uh, and you know, there'll be a lot of people, and we can laugh at Liverpool fans and everyone laughs, at them, but there'll be a lot of people feeling that emotion this evening and maybe they'll be with people uh who they've they've shared those journeys with and they've shared those experiences with and maybe they won't for whatever reason um and they are the things because like they are the things you remember like when you think about Football, or you think about you. You think about the teams, but then you do think about the people you watch them with, and you think about them on, on nights like like, like this, um, and especially in this sort of strange world that we've been living in, you're going to think about it a lot more. So it's for for Liverpool supporters, I think it is, uh, and for the team and for Klopp, it is a it's a, a really profound and special experience
3: Thanks Dion and thanks Naz. Um, Look, Naz it's a special night for Liverpool and we're going to leave it there and thanks to all our listeners on the football spin and and a special um, mention for all the Liverpool fans who've waited for so long and 30 years I know tonight is a very very special night for them and we'll be back again on the football spin this weekend so if you haven't already done so click subscribe and we will leave you with uh, a very happy manager of Liverpool Football Club tonight, Jürgen Klopp, on a very special night for Liverpool.
1: Good luck. No, I have, say, I have no words. It's unbelievable. It's much more than I ever thought would be possible. Um, becoming chairman with this, with this club is in, absolutely incredible. Um, knowing how much Kenny... Supported us. It's for you as well Kenny, you had to wait another 30 years that your club can win and it's for Stevie uh, who had to wait uh, a long time and now it's for all because this all is built on your soul Kenny on the legs on, of Stevie and um, the boys admire you and um, it is easy for me to motivate the team because of our great history and um, so it's just a uh, uh, it's unbelievable. I only can tell you it's, it's it's for you out there. it's for you it's uh, incredible. I hope you stay at home or in, go in front of your house if you want, but not do no more and um celebrate it it's It's all here and it's all here. We, we do it together in this moment and um it's a joy to do it for you. I can tell you
2: I think it would lift the spirits of the
1: nation I don't give a fuck about the nation bro. Mm-hmm. people's lives are at risk only gonna.
0: Where would you like the statue?
1: <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace.
0: I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes, then.
3: Take it whatever you want.
1: I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, have a bad shave.